Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Jeremy Mullally, founder and creative director of Ithaca Media, who deal in compelling narratives. So you have a story to tell, you have an audience that needs to connect with, and they bring those two elements together. Hey, Jeremy, welcome to the show. Glad to be here, Mark. Thanks for having me. Can you expand a bit more on that about you know where your business is today and the kind of people that you love to work with? Yeah, sure thing. So um, we're just coming on to our um, actually this month, as it happens, fifth birthday at um, Ithaca Media, which is really cool. So uh, yeah, like, like thank you, thank you very much. And um, and like you said um, in the opening, is it's what we do is we dealing in visual storytelling so we're we're connecting um the, you know the clients that we work with 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 their audience and and to answer your question as far as the, the people we like to work with um it's it's actually something you know that's always evolving and and it's in recent times i'm trying to think more about and, and clarify for myself so i can actually tell it to other people but at the heart of it i think what really is there is we enjoy working with people who have a story they they want to tell and they may not ever have an opportunity to do so and so like that that's like we, we love working with those people to actually open that up and open a side of them that people haven't actually seen or known because we, we deal with people who are really really talented or really um have a high expertise in a particular area and we get to we have the fun of highlighting that and seeing showing that to the world basically so do you come in and allow these um, amazing people to find their voice and be able to tell the story they need to tell? Because maybe without you, they don't know what to say or they haven't quite got the angle or just can't be seen. It's it's a lot of things. Yeah, like it's it's can't be seen. And, and a lot of people um, are deeply uncomfortable being on camera. Like it's as simple as that, you know, like and I mean, I'm guilty of it, too. Like I I'm, can be quite awful at getting myself out there on, on camera. So that there's that element of, of a, of a fear of, Oh, you know, how am I going to look or what are people going to say about me? There's, there's that, or they may just not be, um, have that visibility that, that, um, you know, in this kind of like internet culture that we have now that they wouldn't have otherwise. So it's, it's about mm. opening up a possibility that, um, that we get to dive into their story. And, and, and in fact, some people don't even know their story in, in a way, like it's, it's so internalized that they they're not aware of it and you kind of have to pull it out or maybe take it for granted 
and you're like yeah. no this this is an amazing story you tell that it sets you apart from just being the normal this is what you should say it's you're unique with your background your experience what you've been through what you've overcome why you're doing the things you're doing is that what you're trying to extract absolutely yeah yeah and we're, we're dealing with people who are just like I'm a, I'm a big fan of just someone who's like just a real real expert in something like they've they've just spent years at it they know it inside and out and to the point where they they see it they, they have such a respect for it that they see it like it's just another day and I, like that excites me sort of being able to uh capture that and then yeah like you said that underneath that there'll be a reason why they're doing it you know and, mm. that, and that can be a, an interesting tale in itself nice so what do you help your clients to overcome you said that some people are you know, nervous or scared about being on camera um what do you have to guide people through to get the the end results the assets the the you know what you produce yeah no good question and it's a case of a lot of the types of videos we do will be around like what you know might be called like a brand story video and included in that is usually an element of um, an interview, like kind of not unlike this, except we we end up cutting it up and using it in in different ways. It's not sort of like a raw interview, but um, I I believe in like an interview being a really good uh, tool to for that storytelling piece. And mm-hmm. and again, it's actually the element that people find um, in their minds going into it most uncomfortable. They're not sort of the, you know most probably close to ninety percent of people I work with they're not media trained they've usually not even done any kind of you know video or interview style stuff before so they're coming in like completely blind so that they have a lot of trust in in me and and um you know in the process so um it's a case of just it's you know clients prospective clients of this committee don't watch this because it's it's kind I kind of trick them I kind of trick people in a sense I I like I I just make them not think about it. Like it's it's a case of sitting down with them and I have to really ease them into it. Yeah. So that they don't realize that there's a microphone in the face or they don't realize there's there's lights, you know, all around them. Like it's it's making them so comfortable that they forget all that. And yeah. that's when they actually begin to open up and and just talk casually like we are now. Nice. I love that. That's a that's a great skill to have to have the create that area of trust so they can forget there's a camera in their face there's a microphone all these things that make people sort of oh freeze up and not sure what to do so um sounds amazing yeah and there's it it's it like one thing i learned when i was um learning about um particularly interviews but just like camera work in general there was a there was a camera operator i was working with and he um he had learned that you just always keep the camera running like until they've like left the room, they've left the set, they've gone, they've driven home 30 minutes, like just keep it going until that moment. Because usually there'll be like a golden nugget either when like they're like they, the interview hasn't even started or something and they're just mm-hmm. sitting down and talking to you because they, they, in their mind, it's not, they're not on, you know what I mean? Or, or it could yeah. be at the end of an interview. Like, and I find that like, oh, like the golden moments are then like the, the magic moments and when they think it's off, but it's not, and you nice. just capture something really great. That's pretty cool. So do you almost seek those nuggets out? You can tell them, okay, that's that's all over. The interview's done, yeah. so cool. How was that? Tell me more about this, and they can open up a little bit more. 
exactly i almost build it into it like i'll i'll just do that and like and it's almost like a throwaway interview like the, the like 10 or 15 minutes that we're like i'm going through the uh, prepared questions yeah yeah and you go that you can actually literally see people shift like they'll be sort of like upright and on and they're like all proper and then they're like they're literally like you see like they like almost instantly go oh that was it and they'll like yeah. instantly relax it's like uh, it's it's really uncanny so uh -huh. yeah i i planned for it that's cool that's really cool so how how did you get into this and start with yeah it's um so yeah like uh, as far as the like the birth of Ithaca that was like I said just about five years ago but um my passion is filmmaking that's something that's been around um for, for me from a very young age mm. so when I was growing up I was um you know family of one of six kids when I was about you know around the ages of three and four my older brothers they would take out in those days it was VHS they'll take out the VHS camera and we'll make uh -huh. uh pretty pretty god awful crappy uh home home movies so like uh and i got to always be the hero and i back then i thought it was because i was special but now looking back i realized i was the only one who could fit to the to the batman costume and to the spider-man costume and all that. <laughs> nice. so, so i got to play all the heroes so like i was you know yeah like i said batman one week spider-man another week i'd be jedi and i live in the dream um, right that's it. That's it. But so like it was then, like I always knew back then I wanted to be in film, like regard like any like back then I was like, oh, probably actor, but I was like, I knew I wanted to be um a filmmaker. So, yeah. you know, I was going through uh, primary school, high school, I was always making picking up a camera, making movies, and um my my little brother Nathan, we we were kind of partners in crime in that sense. And eventually culminated in me wanting to pursue it further and studied film and tv um out of high school and um the the next step of the journey was going out of my own and starting a video production agency which culminated in Ithaca. nice so were there any doubts in your mind about going on your own or was it like no this is the only thing the only way i'm going to do it yeah it's like kind of looking back it's in, in retrospect like the kind of way it happened was like i i, I was never um ever like entrepreneurial um in spirit like growing up like i just knew like i kind of knew again like if we want to go back to that um like i was saying before we started recording that ithaca metaphor of like a journey like i knew where i wanted to go like i'm like yeah i want to be making films but it's like okay what about all the things in between that how do i get there mm. and i remember in my in my final year of uh university my uh, my dad was sort of tapping me on the shoulder saying, oh, you know, like you've got this final year, like you're still at uni, maybe consider um, doing some like, you know, business units or something in case when you leave, you want to start out something on your own. And, you know, me at th that age, I was just like, no, nah, it's all right. I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I I, literally like that. Yeah. I wish I'd listened to my dad at the time, but um, uh, I, you know, uh, and kind of like here in Australia, like when you get to like you sort of wrap up around November and you've got like the summer and you're sort of, you know, in La La Land when that's happening. So like, yeah, you know, that's good. And then kind of January hits of the new year. Um, and that was 2018 for me. And I was like, okay, uh, now what do I do? So it was a case of, yeah, okay, what do I actually do? And it was that sort of um, inspiration from my dad that, really mm. motivated me inspired to go you know what I'll, I'll give it a crack and 
Um, and, you know, you asked if there were doubts, like there were, but there was also, I was kind of under the veil of a level of naivety that allowed me to just try it anyway. So like, I, I didn't know enough to know if I could fail, if that makes sense. Nice. So you didn't know enough to be scared about it because I, I see it time and time again, those people that know how hard marketing should be, make it really hard. Those people that know how hard business should be, make it hard. It's 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 uncanny. So you came out with no bad habits, no real preconceptions. It's like, well, let's just see how it goes, right? Yeah, literally. I, I was just really ignorant, really ignorant. Like, didn't know, like, I guess the the ins and outs of a business. So I didn't know what, what kind of challenges I was going to face. In that sense, I was like, no, I just want to be making like, like it literally the thinking was like, what kind of marketable skills do I have and how do I, you know, earn a living from that. Mm. Right. So like, I was like, okay, I know I like, I'm, I'm pretty proficient at making videos. I know how to make like, you know, short films, like why can't I do that for, you know, companies or why can't I do weddings? So I was just like literally trying out my skills and I was like, who's going to pay me for it really? So that, that, that was kind of the the initial thinking when I, when I set out. Nice. And so let's, let's fast forward. So you said it's been, it's been five years of building a business during a time where maybe it was, it was obviously tough for a lot of people, but video making, having that connection virtually, digitally is, um, I guess you guys really saw something that here's how we can help connect people during this global turmoil. Yeah, that's right. I guess like we're one of those, um, if you want to term it lucky industries like that, I think coming out of the pandemic, there's, uh, there's like a, like a renewed respect for what, that kind of value is of um, that virtual and digital connection, like you said, that comes through through video. So, um, to be honest, I think in in Perth, it's people are still kind of waking up to it. And again, we we were kind of lucky here in Perth to not not be hit so hard as far as like we like I don't know how much you know, but we we certainly um, had a, a very truncated period of, of lockdowns mm. and we, we were able to enjoy quite a lot of freedoms um in that sense so um as far as video goes i think people are still getting they're still getting to that point like they're, they're aware of it but they're not quite hooked in and 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 um quite see the, the value in it yet whereas you know you go even over east in, in australia or, or internationally it's it's very much just yeah of course yeah video it's it's amazing like it's it's the new um medium out there nice nice get you so with you saying that when you when you first started you didn't have any sort of experience you just plowed forward um as as a business owner so what sort of challenges did you did you face did you sort of you never saw coming as you started to build your business yeah and i think it's it's like the kind of age-old challenge of like bringing business to the door right like that was Mm -hmm. um it, it was the, the the first challenge and it's even though you know it that evolves it, it's always a challenge i find um for for myself and for other businesses that i speak to as well is you know how are we actually gonna you know generate business so yeah. um that the, the initial challenge was like i was yeah like 
when I first started, I was trying everything. I was, I was, um, and again, this, if we want to dive into the parts that are more terrifying was I was doing things like door knocking. I was, I was cold calling. I was, uh, networking. Uh, you know, I was obviously since I had video, I was like, yeah, I've got to you know, be, be active on social media and things like that. But, um, you know, doing all these things and always learning, um, along the way, as far as what works for me, what am I comfortable with and, and kind of what works for my personality as well. So what did work for you? What was your kind of big break? Where did you find those wins along the way? I've, the, the, the biggest wins I've found to this day are around um, like at a high level, what I'd call the, like the relationships I've built up. So the, the networking aspect. So mm-hmm. um, I've, I've really focused on, um, especially in the more recent sort of three-year period in um, building up uh, solid uh, like sort of referral partner relationships where it's um, people that, you know, I trust who, who you know, refer um, me for video work and, and vice versa, like uh, in, industries that I can um, uh, re- send trusted referrals to them as well. So, mm. um, yeah, I found I found the networking piece to be really, really strong for me. And especially because, like, I, I, like, just by my um nature like I I like meeting new people I like you know talking to people and it's it's certainly a skill that I've developed as a as a business owner and it's it's something I enjoy so it's it's again when we're talking about something that you know is going to generate wins for me from my personality like that's something that I I was like yeah this is an area for me to work on well, it makes complete sense. If your business is built around connecting people and bringing their story to their audience, and then you you find your biggest win is in networking and being able to build relationships with like-minded businesses or joint ventures or co-collaboration. It's all this, this some cool stuff with that. So I think aligning with who you are, what you enjoy doing, um, I love that, the way those the synergies work together. Yeah, that's what I'd never actually thought of it that way. But you're right. Like there is there is like a crossover in the, I guess that skill set of like what I do, in in the work we do, and then also I guess, uh, how, the the work gets generated, how the business gets developed, and everything like that. So yeah, that's good insight. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So let's let's flip it around. So where's Where's the resistance right now? Where are the challenges with your business? It's like, oh, these are the hurdles you need to overcome right now. Yeah, like, and and I think I kind of alluded to it earlier, but it's it it is a case of finding more clarity. Like, as a like to this, I mean, I ha- there ha- there have been things I've shaped back over the last five years as far as what kind of work we won't do. Mm. Um, but more recently, really zeroing in on where our expertise is to become, um, to remove ourselves from being a generalist and, and being um, an expert in a in a particular area. So um, that that's literally like a, a a challenge I'm facing and working through, um, like today, like literally today, <laughs> like over the, over the course of the next couple of weeks and things like that. So, um, like I guess uh, what I'm what I'm saying by that is like finding clarity of the clarity around the type of work we love to do the type of work we want to do and the type of work we can be effective at as well Mm. so how did this come about was it a case when you first started i think like so many people that i talked to and also when i first started i was exactly the same 
which was you take on everyone because everyone's a paying client and it's all too easy to just keep on saying yes through fear or scarcity or excitement and then you realize ah i need to niche down i need to become more focused so that i can really hone my skills and then people know exactly who you are and, and what you do yeah no that that's exactly right and like i said there are things that i that i pulled away and 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 by the way like if if i was speaking to uh you know videographers or any other video professionals that were like just starting out like my recommendation would be try everything at the beginning because it's probably the only way you're really going to actually know if it's going to work for you um you know you you might find that there's a particular area or industry you're like yeah I, i just really love working here and others not so much like i i you know, I, I tried quite a lot of things and, and there's things mm. I've peeled back. So for instance, um, I, I don't market myself for weddings anymore. Like that's something we've pulled away from over the last two or so years. So um that, that from the beginning that seemed like an area that we could um do well in. And and don't get me wrong, like I know a lot of great, you know, wedding videographers, photographers, and it's it's a great industry, but it's just something that I just wasn't fulfilled doing in weddings. So um so like it's it, it it is that kind of constant like i feel like i'm funneling down just further and further into something that's just uber specific super specific so that's um cool. so yeah you've yeah. got to try these areas because um yeah you could be a, a master of everything and stay that way you it's going to find it yeah. hard to maybe grow but you can always change you can always pivot you can always dabble and move forward as long as you know where you're going in the right direction and why you're doing it then to be able to try all these things like cool that didn't work or yeah wedding videography is great but maybe there's an element of that that you don't enjoy and that's okay right yeah that's right like it's 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 okay to to not like something and it's as and like and i i certainly had a a fear uh because like i was having that kind of niching conversation like with myself and others um in my sort of support network like probably about ne- nearly two years ago and my fear was like oh you know when I commit to something I'm I'm there I'm like committed to it but more recently like it's kind of you know uh, I've realized no that's not the case like nothing just, you're not you're not locked into anything in that sense like you you mm. can yeah do do commit and do it to your best ability but then when you realize that no it's not working just be you've got to be willing and and flexible and agile enough to go no like let's move away from this and go down a different route you know so nice. um no there's no there's no sense where you're you're locked in or you're 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 forced into having to do something forever because you you made a decision you know two weeks ago or whatever and hey you're the boss you can do whatever you want right that's it that's it bye <laughs> <laughs> nice well jeremy you say we 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 so who, who is this we how many people do you have working with you and what's it like um having um you know building your team over this time yeah that's really cool because it's it's actually something of a recent vintage for me so um and by the way like i even before that i used to say we just it's a case of it you know it kind of removes myself from being just just i um so I do that anyway, but um, no, like in, in more recently, so towards the end of um, 22, we've uh, started, uh, we've brought on an editor, so a video editor to, to take on the, the video editing work we do. 
and also uh, a junior uh, videographer. So he's going to be handling um, the shooting side of things. So nice. Um, that's really cool. Like building up the team from that um, production angle because it was always the first uh, the first element that I wanted to 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 build up and to get right because like at the end of the day it's the um it's the work I'm really particular about so like it's it's a case of getting that piece right and making sure it's at a quality that um you know I'm happy to to put my name to and and to deliver to clients as well so um so yeah no I think it's really awesome to be to be um including people in that because to be frank like it's it's probably the hardest element for me because I'm, I'm really precious about the um the work and and yeah. if if my editor were listening to this he, he would understand how um borderline anal i can be about some, <laughs> something like it'll oh. be little it'd be it'd be little things like little like little niggly things that um just to get it right I always ask these people who have just brought on a team and it's, it can be mm. tough to relinquish. Um, some people are like, yeah, I don't want to do that stuff. Just that's my first hire. Other people is it's tough because I love these elements. So it's hard to, to let go. So what, what was it for you? Was, is it hard to, because you're so focused on, you want the quality. You just said you want to put my name on it. So it needs to be at your standard with the way that you do things. So was that tough to just sort of hold back and just let them do? Oh do yeah. Their- that thing yeah absolutely and like it it was because i got a taste from it a taste of it earlier like when i'd contracted workout um probably about yeah two years ago or something and uh-huh. um and like yeah like i think when i first did it it was it was difficult and it was it was a long process to get it right and and what i realized is that it it was like i was the problem in the sense that it's like i I still do find it really challenging to communicate what's in my head mm. to someone else. And like, and because like, it's, it's not a case that they're not, they're not talented or they're not, um, uh, you know, they're not clever or anything like that. Like they definitely are. It's just like yeah. trying to spit out what the idea I had and deliver it to someone else. Like, and it's like, if someone knows the secret to that, like, please tell me because it'd be awesome. <laughs> but it, like, I'm, I'm still I'm still learning it and I'm just I'm refining it more and more to to make it easier for people to you know have clarity around what I'm trying to trying to say but at the same time giving them freedom to to have their own uh create to bring their own creativity to projects as well you know mm. now there's the sort of duality you need to give them the freedom but also the the clarity of what you're what you're about what you're business is about um and the way you want things done whilst hey guys you can put your spin in it make it better bring your skill set to this that's oh that dance that balance is tough yeah it is tough but like i i think it, it the rewards from it are really great because like when you when you do give someone a bit of freedom they'll, they'll wow you with something it's like gee i yeah. would have never thought of that and that's awesome um so yeah you do need to have that balance between those those different areas because like on the one hand yes like there has to be a certain like guidance of like the style that we have because um usually like clients will will see something they've from our like previous work and that's kind of what's drawn them to us initially so we we do want to try and match that as best we can like have a consistency of style but but then also 
that matching it to the to our clients um yeah. you know brand at the end of the day like that if we work with all sorts of different brands so uh capturing that but also giving you know the creatives involves uh as much freedom as they can to do that nice Nice. Well, Jeremy, this is fascinating. I've loved hearing your evolution and what you're going through right now. And I wish you all the best as you grow your team, as you narrow down onto exactly where you guys are going for 2023. So, hey, thanks for your time. If people want to find out more about you and what you do, where can they find you? Yeah, sure thing. So um, uh, for me in particular, you can um, look me up on LinkedIn. That's a good place to find me. So just Jeremy Mullally. Um, but if you want to learn a bit more about Ithaca, our, our website's um, ithacamediaweb.com. Uh, um, and also uh, we have our own podcast called The Odyssey Podcast as well. Super stuff. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for sharing and joining in. It's been an awful lot of fun. Really glad to be here, Mark, and thanks for having me. Thank you. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.